Hello and welcome to The Daily Reprieve, where we provide essays, speaker meetings, workshops, and conferences in podcast format. We are an ad-free podcast. If you enjoy listening, please help us be self-supporting by going to donate.thedailyreprieve.com and drop a dollar or two into the virtual basket. Please consider donating monthly by clicking the Donate Monthly button. However, one-time donations are always welcome. Just click the Donate Now button. Now, without further ado, this episode of The Daily Reprieve. In the speaker section and the questions and answers in order to carry the message to the sexaholic who still suffers, if you do not wish to be recorded, remember not to share. So today, we're very happy to have with us Suzanne S. from Rochester, New York, who has done a lot of service work, uh, also on the worldwide service level as a General Assembly delegate, and will share with us her experience, strength, and hope on uh, today's topic, the serenity prayer. So Suzanne, you're now on. You have 20 minutes to share. And how would you like to be timed? I can... uh, time for you if you like give you five minutes to go with my hand or whatever you'd like yeah that'd be great thank you Keith thank you Daniel okay well you're on Suzanne welcome thank you thank you and again I am Suzanne um, grateful recovering sexaholic and I never thought I would say that because I thought that sounded ridiculous how could I be a grateful sexaholic but uh, today I can say that And I can say that the serenity prayer has um, something to do with that. Um, And uh, so what I did is break it up and um, look up the definition of some key words. And the first one is God grant me the serenity. So what is serenity? Uh, One definition was it's the state of being calm and peaceful or at peace and untroubled. Um, I like that one, untroubled. Um, and, um, another definition that sounds similar that I've heard, uh, described of what our goal is in uh, recovery is to become comfortable in, um, our own skin. And, uh, that's definitely, uh, you know, I think an important goal of recovery because coming in, most of us, as the big book says, uh, we're restless, irritable, and discontent. And many of us may still struggle with that. Um, and in my experience, um, serenity is just the opposite of that. Instead of restless, it's restful. Um, instead of irritable, it's what I call unflappable. In other words, not letting anything get to you or trouble you or taking things personally, that sort of thing. And um, instead of being discontent, content. And um, I, when I first heard restless, irritable, and discontent, I said, oh, my, that is so me. I think I've been that way my whole life. And um, one day was probably, I don't know, maybe my second year of uh, recovery. And uh, I just happened to notice that I was content. For the first time in my life, I was content. And it's not something that you know, I tried to make happen. It was just a matter of working the program and um, using the tools of recovery, uh, especially my sponsor and meetings and uh, connecting with other women. And uh, that um, 
I just was able to, instead of thinking that my life was boring, um, being sober, I came to think that it was calm, uh, peaceful and untroubled as the definition of serenity says. And that is just a gift I can never, ever be thankful enough for. Um, so now I recognize that serenity is our, is our goal in, in recovery, that that's where we want to be. And when I'm not there, you know, as it says in the big book, when something disturbs me, I'm the one who um, is, uh, has the issue, you know, like I have to look at myself and see what's going on that, that I'm disturbed. And, uh, and I really appreciate that, that to keep the focus on myself, because uh, it's so easy to, you know, look at everybody else and say, oh, it's them. Um, but I, I'm grateful now to have the opportunity to look at my side of the street and focus on that and not on what everybody else is doing. Um, and I think that's a really important part of serenity um, is minding my own business. And uh, my uh, first sponsor drilled into me that um, what anybody else is doing is none of my business. And what um, I'm doing is nobody else's business. Um, now, of course, we do have sponsorship and we may have accountability partners like doing daily sobriety renewals. But still, we don't, you know, the goal is that we don't take on each other's stuff. We don't we don't say, oh, now I'm all disturbed because so-and-so is disturbed. Um, but um, but we can share our experience, strength and hope. And uh, that's uh, just made all the difference for me. Um, and a huge part of that is acceptance. And that's the next part of the serenity prayer is to accept the things I cannot change, which in my understanding is anyone else in most things. <laughs> acceptance uh, definition is accepting a difficult or unpleasant situation. And I think that's important because it's true that most of the struggles that I have with acceptance are because it is a, a difficult or unpleasant situation and I don't want to accept it. Um, and I remember when my uh, first sponsor again talked to me about that, um, that everything is the way it's supposed to be. And I'm like, what? That is so ridiculous. Of course, everything is not the way it's supposed to be. There's so many things wrong with the world. Um, but again, you know, I, I, can't have the big picture. Only, only God can. So I don't know, you know, how things are working out or, or, or how uh, God is working them out. Um, and so my, my piece is to accept what is and not to judge it as good or bad, uh, um, but just to accept what is. And that, oh my gosh, it made so much difference to me. And, uh, and of course, that's um, the famous uh, statement in the uh, big book on this is in uh, the story, acceptance was the answer. And on page 417, um, they say acceptance is the answer to all my problems today. When I am disturbed, 
It is because I find some person, place, thing, or situation, some fact of my life unacceptable to me. And I can find no serenity until I accept that person, place, thing, or situation as being exactly the way it is supposed to be at this moment, which again, um, can be a real challenge. But I, um, I often say this next line, nothing, absolutely nothing happens in God's world by mistake. And, um, you know, it says, until I could accept my alcoholism, I could not stay sober. Unless I accept life completely on life's terms, I cannot be happy. And, um, and that, of course, is another um, goal in our program is to be happy, joyous, and free. And when I first heard that, I was very early in, in recovery. And I was like, yeah, right. I, I can't imagine being happy, joyous, and free. Um, but today, not that my life is a walk in the park um, or... Uh, as we would say, a bed of roses by any means. But um, I really appreciate the freedom, most of all, the freedom from the actions and obsessions of lust. And, um, and I do have a strong sense of joy. Now, I'm not happy 24-7, but I do, I do enjoy life now because I, I'm better at accepting life on life's terms. And... Um, and so the next part of that is the courage to change the things I can. And uh, courage, in one definition, is the ability to do something that frightens me. And I think that's really important because um, courage is not the absence of fear. It is going ahead and doing it, even though it frightens you. And um, I remember one booklet that I read on serenity um, at one point mentioned that in the courage to change the things you can, if you look at something and you pray about it and you realize that you can change it, which again is usually something about me, um, then do it. it, it this this uh, booklet recommended that if you can change it, do so right away as soon as possible. Like, don't wait. And I think that's, that's a good point because um, it's easy to complain. Um, or to just, you know, be in self-pity or, you know, whatever else, you know, whining or even to myself. And, um, but if it's something I can change, I need to take the action um, to, to do that. And, um, and the last word I looked up the definition for is the wisdom to know the difference. Uh, and. Um, the definition there is having the having experience, knowledge, and good judgment, which I love because that's how I've always thought of wisdom is the ability to apply knowledge well, um, to to have um, the wisdom of knowing what to do with knowledge and um, and choosing wisely, as we would say, um, or well, and. Um, on page 419, there's a good example of that. And uh, he's talking about uh, the courage to change uh, meant not that I should change my marriage, but rather that I should change myself and learn to accept my spouse as she was. So that was encouraged. And then um, AA has given me a new pair of glasses. I can again focus on my wife's good quality and watch them grow and grow and grow. I can do the same thing with an AA meeting. The more I focus my mind on its defects, late start, long drunk logs, cigarette smoke, 
that was a while ago, obviously, the worse the meeting becomes. But when I try to see what I can add to the meeting rather than what I can get out of it, and when I focus my mind on what's good about it rather than what's wrong with it, the meeting keeps getting better and better. When I focus on what's good today, I have a good day. And when I focus on what's bad, I have a bad day. If I focus on a problem, the problem increases. If I focus on the answer, the answer increases. And of course, that's the same thing we say um, about recovery, that we don't want to focus on the problem. We want to focus on the solution. Because that's where, um, you know, as uh, one line in the white book says, the magic is. Um, and so that, again, um, that wisdom is, is good judgment as it's in the definition and the ability to have that good judgment. So um, I think the other key about serenity is that um, it deals with expectations and, and, and rights, what I think is my right. And the more I can let go of any expectations or supposed rights, um, the easier my life is and um, and the more serene I can be. And I tell you, early in sobriety, I said the serenity prayer sometimes a hundred times a day because I needed that focus. I needed to say, okay, God, I need the serenity to accept the things that I cannot change, to courage to change the things I can and the wisdom to know the difference. And that just really helped me uh, along with several other tools, but certainly the serenity prayer um, made a difference. And now I value serenity and sobriety. I, I used to just think chaos was normal and even fun um, in terms of, I don't know, maybe it seemed, uh, uh, I don't know, thrilling or uh, some ways, you know, like dangerous, exciting, whatever, the intrigue, you know, that we talk about. And, um, but now acceptance is the key to my relationship with God. I need to accept who I am, and um, and I know that God accepts me as I am. And that's huge. I didn't know that before. And so I had a hard time accepting myself. And now I do believe that God accepts me just as I am. And that's just so reassuring and comforting and helpful to know that and to know that, that that's where my... Um, my value, my self-worth comes from is that my higher power has my back and is on my side and is for me. Uh, in fact, I'm on the uh, planning committee for the next uh, SA Internet Marathon. And um, the theme of that, which is next November, 21 and 20, or 20 and 21, um, and uh, it is, the theme is, God is surely for the sexaholic. And that's what I've experienced is when I accept um, that God accepts me and that then I can better accept myself and know that God is surely for this sexaholic and every other one. Um, and I notice that my serenity is directly proportional to my acceptance. The more I accept, the more serenity I have. The less I accept, the less serenity I have. And um, so that has just been key to um, to my understanding. And in the uh, the end of the story, he talks about the value of serenity. Perhaps the best thing of all for me to remember 
is to remember that my serenity is inversely proportional to my expectations. So that's similar to the acceptance piece. The higher my expectations of Max, his wife, and other people are, the lower is my serenity. I can watch my serenity level rise when I discard my expectations, but then my quote unquote rights try to move in and they too can force my serenity level down. I have to discard my quote unquote rights as well as my expectations by asking myself, how important is it really? How important is it compared to my serenity, my emotional sobriety? And when I place more value on my serenity and sobriety than on anything else, I can maintain them at a higher level, at least for the time being. And, uh, and that's what I have discovered is that um, acceptance really leads to serenity. And that's what helps me. Instead of just being crazy all the time, um, I can be peaceful and maybe it seems boring to other people, but it doesn't to me anymore. Now it's a relief. It's, it's incredible grace. And, um, and um, he ends too saying acceptance is the key to my relationship with God today. I never just sit and do nothing while waiting for him to tell me what to do. Rather, I do whatever is in front of me to be done, which is uh, matches the slogan that we have says, do, do the next right thing. And I leave the results up to him. However, it turns out that's God's will for me. I must keep my magic magnifying mind on my acceptance and off my expectations for my serenity is directly proportional to my level of acceptance. When I can remember this, I can see I've never had it so good. And he ends by saying, thank God for AA. And I can echo that and say, thank God for SA, because for the first time in my life, I get it. I get um, that, that serenity is worth having and, um, and that it comes if I can accept the things I cannot change and have the courage to change the things I can and the wisdom to know the difference. So thank you for letting me share. Thank you, Suzanne. Let me get the uh, format back up here. You still had a couple more minutes left, but that's that's okay. <laughs> You'll probably get some questions here, I'm sure. Um, the floor is now open to share if you have a top plate issue or something, or to ask a question of Suzanne. In sharing, we avoid explicit sexual descriptions, sexually abusive language, and specific places or circumstances. The emphasis is on honesty, recovery, and healing, how to apply the 12 steps and traditions in our daily lives. When sharing, try to end in the solution. We do not interrupt others and do not discuss. We will limit our shares to one and a half minutes, which will give most of us the opportunity to say something. Um, I'll go ahead and, and time. And so I'll indicate when someone's time is finished. I'll hold up my, my phone <laughs> when your time is finished and you'll hear the, the bell. And uh, to intervene as well when someone's sharing deviates from the purpose of the meeting. So uh, let's see. So the floor is now open for shares.
Hi, Suzanne. This is Luke. Can you hear me then? Hi. Yes. Hi, Luke. Okay. Thank you so much for the share. Um, it's wonderful to hear to hear it. Uh, how you how you cut it into pieces. Yeah. So it's it's more comprehensible for me. I remember that when I started recovery, um, that they said. In recovery, we have to replace pleasure, pleasure and excitement by peace and joy. Mm. And I thought in the beginning, this was in the first days, I thought, I don't want peace and joy. I want <laughs> excitement. But today, I want peace and joy. Yeah. They become every period of time, every month or something, they become more attractive to me. I don't want the old pleasure and the old so-called excitement anymore. I, I, I did an extra meditation today for 20 minutes sitting on, my, sitting on the ground on my, on my meditation cushion. And I, I, I tried to listen to, to my inside, the silence in my heart, and it was joyful. It's something I want. I'm attracted to that more and more. So um, I can relate a lot to what you said. Thank you so much. Thanks, Luke. Hi, Suzanne. This is, uh... Go ahead, Francis. Sorry, Hi, this is Francis from the UK. Thanks for that share, Suzanne. And uh, one thing resonated really loudly with me, which I'm going to take from that, and that's the acceptance of things as they are today, because I'm going through quite a a rough ride at the moment and it's quite difficult to uh, very easily procrastinate to the future and think now nah, I shouldn't be doing this things aren't what it should be so to actually hear you say that through the serenity prayer that acceptance is really really full of meaning for me very powerful and it's something that's going to resonate for many many weeks hours even months to come so thank you for that thanks for sharing yeah thank you Francis I'm Daniel, sexaholic. Um, the universe is uh, definitely trying to send me a message because one, one meeting ago, I think it was, uh, I said, this is the third time people have talked about the serenity trick prayer. Well, now I have to say this is the fourth time <laughs> that, that I've uh, been exposed to a different perspective on the serenity prayer. And as someone else has shared, I definitely really like how you broke things down and, and define things. And uh, for me, um, a lot of times in meetings, I'll just kind of say the serenity prayer and just kind of go through it like a robot. But um, it really pays. Whoop, uh, it really pays to uh, pay attention to the words and really digest them. And it's something that I have to revisit this 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 inverse proportion here between expectations and serenity is really important <clears throat> and it's not something at least for me that I can just turn a switch and okay I'm good with that for the rest of my life no it's something I have to constantly revisit almost on a daily basis so thanks for your share Suzanne <clears throat> thanks Daniel <clears throat> I'm lost addict uh, 
Thank you very much for the share, Suzanne. That was just great to hear. It was, it was what I needed to hear for today. Um, yeah, I, I have come to experience that in my recovery, whenever I'm discontent, there is very little room for, for spiritual progress. Basically, there is very little room to feel okay inside my own skin, right? And my, my, my automatic mode is that whenever I'm discontent, I'm, I'm trying to search for, for people to blame, right? Starting from my supervisor or flatmates or, I mean, feeling self-righteous that now I'm in a program of recovery and I'm so spiritual, there shouldn't be something wrong with me. So let's start from people. But the bottom line is always that uh, if I'm disturbed, there is something wrong with me, right? And, and it takes some time to get in there. But I mean, on, on the first side, I might say well, that that's, that's too difficult, but it's so liberating. It tells me that whenever I'm disturbed, I can do something about it. I need not wait for people to change their behavior in order for me to feel serene. And that's just so great. And I like the way that you said that you were saying serenity prayer 100 times uh, during your, I don't know, some hard days. I have done that as well. One thing that I have realized in my recovery is that my brain was kind of wired for lusting, right? So I would see a picture of myself and automatically I would start uh, lusting. But the more I repeat these prayers of the program during the day, they kind of do this thing for me automatically. So now it's kind of a mantra. As soon as I reach out to my higher power, acknowledge wrapping in probably 10 seconds. As soon as I reach out to my higher power and say, just God, I'm powerless, please help me, or say the serenity prayer, automatically something happens. So really grateful for 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 these tools of the program that they really deliver. Thank you. Thanks, Farzi. Hello, I am Adriana. I am sexaholic calling from Spain. Oh, I cannot see Susana, where is she? Hi, Adriana. Hello, Hi, Adriana. I can, oh, now. Hello, yeah. Um, Thank you very much for your qualifications, Susanna. I feel very blessed by God, as I understood. And I really like what you said about the courage to change the things I can. And there is something, there is something take me, taking out my serenity. And I am really scared to change it because I don't have courage to, to, to do it. But I can change it. So I was driving and I was asking God and I was crying the serenity prayer. And then a friend, uh, a member from SA said, oh, came to this meeting. I'm sure it's going to help you. And it is really helping me. It is really helping me. The courage, well, um, Sometimes I don't have courage, but the program is giving me a bit of the courage. So thank you very much for your qualification. I really need it today. Thanks. Thanks for sharing, Adriana. Do you have time for several more shares or questions? Hello, this is Ahmed. I'm a great for recovering sexolic from Egypt. Um, yeah, first, thank you, Susan, for the, the share. That was amazing. And uh, I myself, I love the serenity prayer, and I say it several times a day. 
but um, yeah, it's the first time I don't see it as, a, as a, an automatic ritual or I, like I say, I, I was saying it like a robot. Um, mm-hmm. That's the first time I understand it in this way, but I still have a problem with the courage part. Um, it's easy for me to accept the things. It's easy for me to say, okay, um, that's, that's God's action. And I, I don't have to do anything about it. But the mm-hmm. courage, sometimes I think that I'm taking courage actions to... Uh, I don't get the difference between the courage actions and the attempts to control, to express my ego. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so if you can clarify something about that, I'll be grateful. And anyway, I'm really grateful for the, for this meeting and your share. Thank you. Uh, yeah, thank you. Um, I think for me, the um, again, the only things I can change are, are like my attitude or how I respond to someone, you know, or um, or taking care of like something that's troubling me, like. Maybe I have to, you know, apply to, to something or fill out some paperwork and, you know, um, get it into an agency, something like that, that I'm, I'm quite the procrastinator and I'm also a perfectionist. So, you know, they work against each other. And um, so that, that kind of thing can really disturb me when I'm not getting something done that I need to get done. Um, and so that courage to change the things I can means that I can pray for the courage to do that. To, um, in fact, right now I have an application that I'm procrastinating about. And so I think this is great. This is helping me to say, yes, I need the courage to do that because only I can, nobody else can do it for me. So, um, I need to have the courage to, um, to change that, to, to get it done. So that's my example. Hi, I'm Denise. Oh, somebody else? Yeah, go ahead, Edwin. Hi, I'm Denise. I'm a psychotic. And uh, thank you so much, Suzanne. It was lovely listening to you. And I haven't heard actually somebody share about the serenity prayer for quite a while like that. And I've realized that I kind of forgot about it or something. You know, it's like that's something I did in early recovery, you know, when I was completely you know, off my head and be praying and praying and praying and praying and praying. And um, and now I've noticed that, yeah, it, it's for every day, you know, and I really like that part of the only thing I can change is my own attitude. Or, as you said, do something, you know, that actually, you know, take a physical action or a real action that, you know, maybe can help my situation or not. Um, and I still get caught up and I have uh, one thing that I find very hard to accept and I, I, I have to be very careful of it and I kind of go into, but I mean, courage to change the things I can, you know, if I can't change something, I can't change it, you know, that is absolute insanity, you know, and the wisdom to know the difference, you know, and also that thing of serenity. Yeah, I do get that, you know, um, Sometimes I'm like, oh, God, I really enjoy my garden or I love going for a walk. And like, that's just so boring. You know, I don't know what to be saying to people. You know, I have nothing major to be. What did you do? Well, I went for a walk and I, you know, was in my garden. 
And for me in the past, I mean, if you knew me before, you'd see how funny that was. You know, I was just all, all sorts of, I think we all probably were, but it wasn't sophisticated. It wasn't interesting. It wasn't worth doing, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and what I've learned in recovery that I really experienced the beauty, the small beauty of reality, which before for me was absolutely beyond, you know, and that's my life is empty and full of high drama and, and all the rest of it. So, yeah, I'm very grateful um, uh, to have heard your share. Thank you so much. It's lovely to see you as well and to see everybody else. That's what I really like about Zoom. You know, you actually get to see people. And, Hi, Gary, haven't seen you in a while. <laughs> and everybody else. Thanks, I pass. <laughs> Thanks, Denise. Hi, Suzanne. Can you hear me? No, not ahead, well. Mama. Okay. If you could speak Thank up. You so much. Yeah. Is it better now? Yes. Okay. Thank you so much for your share. I really like it. That was amazing. And I took notes here because I liked your share, including this one that you mentioned. Nothing happened in God's will by mistake. I really like this one because, you know, some of them I have heard before, but um, actually I can say that I, I, I had forgotten most of them for, for a while. And just by mentioning them, rem- reminding me that I should uh, take them into account for my days to be more, to have more serenity in days. So thank you so much for your share and uh, thank you for letting me share you. Okay. Thanks for sharing. Hello, I'm Monica. Hi, I'm Sexta colleague. Hello, Susan. Thank you very much for for your sharing. I I have an example of uh, acceptance and serenity that happens to me today. That uh, I was in the kitchen and I dropped. Um, a bottle of uh, a glass bottle of olive oil and I drop it in the floor so <laughs> and I was like oh what happened no I look at there I was no panic no crisis no anything I say okay you know these things happen and then I think uh, I thought what have what shall I do you know to and I put some papers and I take the glasses and very quiet and then I thought, oh my God, you know, it's, it's amazing I did that. It's because I accept, you know, that uh, something happened, you know, and I don't know why is the is the higher power will, but for me it is, no, it's something. And I didn't panic, and I didn't scream, or I didn't do a big thing. So I'm trying to to live into the serenity prayer uh, very, very much. And um, yes, I, I thank you very much for your explanation because it's very like, very like mathematic. <laughs> thank you. Thanks, Monica. Hi, I'm Rizwana from India. Can I ask? Hi, Rizwana. 
Hi. Um, I understand we are talking about serenity prayer. So I just wanted to ask, like, you know, this always happens. Like, I say serenity prayer, I accept it, but then that anxiousness doesn't leave. It's like I'll have to pray for something else, like, you know, to give willingness or take away the shortcoming or take away this defect. And then that makes me to identify or I'll be in search of um, uh, what kind of prayer should I do right now, you know. It's like it doesn't end with serenity prayer. For me, it starts from there, like more prayers, more things to know, to do something else. So I just wanted to know what is this and what to be done. Thank you. Uh, yeah, thanks, Trishwana. I think um, for me, uh, the serenity prayer isn't like, uh, you know, just an instant fix for anything, but it helps me to think about, okay, um, so do I need to accept something here that I'm not accepting? Uh, do I need to ha um, have the courage to change something that I, I'm not doing? Um, and so that I think is, it's, it's more like a, an inventory of sorts, you know? Um, and so when I can do that and, um, really surrender my issues or, you know, my will, whatever, and, and ask God for help, I think that's when I can begin to discern, you know, what is it that's going on and, and and get that wisdom to know the difference, you know, between what I can't change and what I can. So, thanks. Hi, I'm Gary, and I'm a sexaholic. Uh, thank you, Gary. Suzanne, for your lead and for sharing. I, I always struggle when I hear the statement or read that uh, everything in the world is exactly as God intends it in the moment. Uh, when I look around the world and see things that I can't imagine, my loving higher power intends to be that way, hunger, suffering, whatever. I don't need to leave the list. You all have your own list. But I've come to realize that uh, all that is saying to me is this is the way the world is at the moment. What God intends is for me to respond to it. And when I recognize my responsibility to respond, which is that part of recognizing the courage to change what I can, then that makes things make sense. But if I think just, well, shrug my shoulders this is the way the world god intends the world to be and i let hunger or poverty or whatever go on or i let my own sin continue to spill into the world then there's something wrong with me so i think by understanding that state but i need to understand that god is eliciting for me my response mm -hmm. to the way things exist mm -hmm. in the world at the moment thanks for letting me share thanks for sharing gary We have time for maybe one or two more. This is Pavel. Uh, may I share briefly? Sure, go ahead, Pavel. Okay, thank you. Uh, thank you, Suzanne, for your share. I very appreciate, uh, especially this uh, spiritual aspect of the program. When I came to uh, say eight years ago, uh, I didn't even realize that uh, how important is this spiritual awakening and this maintaining the spiritual part of the program. Uh, and uh, when I uh, was in the workshop uh, once, I I heard that uh, the beginning of relapse uh, started with uh, kind of neglecting our spirituality, uh, with neglecting, with disconnecting from our higher power. This is the beginning of the of the relapse, and 
and thank you for uh, uh, kind of uh, underlying that uh, prayer, our program prayer are this kind of uh, uh, helpful, uh, helpful kind of in maintaining this spiritual connection with higher power. And uh, I sometimes I struggle with this wisdom to know the difference. And I, I, I know this is this is more about uh, progress, not perfection. That this this wisdom can be re revealed step by step, little by little. When the student is ready, the, the teacher will come. And I, I know that I don't have to know all the answer for the, all the question. I I can just. Uh, I need to know what I'm going to do right now. Uh, what, what is the next right thing? So, thank mm -hmm. you for uh, talking about this prayer and meditation. Maybe you can uh, just uh, a little bit uh, uh, kind of reveal uh, uh, your practice, your daily practice of of uh, sp uh, prayer, meditation, and your daily routine. How it uh, looks today uh, after uh, so many years in pro in the program. Yeah. Well, funny enough, I think my uh, regimen, so to speak, was probably better earlier on than it is now. Um, but I do pray and meditate every day. Um, I've been unemployed for 11 months now, so my you know schedule is definitely off. Um, but um, but I do um, really get a lot out of all of our uh, prayers. You know, I do say the serenity prayer, um, the third step prayer, the seven step prayer, the eleventh step prayer, and uh, as well as opening myself, you know, to to listen um, to God, because I know that that's what I need in order to have that wisdom, you know, to uh, to do the next right thing and to know the difference between what I need to accept and what I need the courage to change. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you, Suzanne. Uh, we're getting toward the end here, so we need to, to cut it off. There will be fellowship afterwards, so if you still have questions, doubts, or just want to socialize, uh, stick around after we close the meeting. Uh, this has been the sharing section of this meeting. Take what you think you can use and forget the rest. Anonymity is the spiritual foundation of our fellowship. Everything you have heard here has been said in confidence and should stay confidential. Keep, therefore, what you've heard here within the walls of this room and the limits of your mind. It's time for our seventh tradition. Every SA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Donations can be made directly on the SA.org website or at your next face-to-face -face meeting. Uh, as a reminder, next Wednesday, on the 3rd of June, Cathal M. from Ireland, uh, sober since 98, will be our speaker on the second step, more specifically on the topic, letting go of old ideas. Same time, same place, same meeting ID and password. Could I have uh, a volunteer to read on page 210 of the white book, A Vision for You? Whoever speaks up first gets it. I can do it. Thanks, Pavel. Just, just a second. Two hundred and two. Two hundred and ten, Pavel. Thanks. And ten. Okay, sorry. I just. 
Okay, a vision for you. Uh, I'm Pavel, I'm sexaholic. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously, you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then. Alcoholics Anonymous, page 164. Thank you. Thank you, Pavel. Now, after a moment of silent meditation, I would like to ask Suzanne to lead us in what else? The serenity prayer. <laughs> <laughs> now, let's have a moment of silence for those who are still sick and suffering in and out of the rooms. God, uh, grant me the serenity the things I can to know the difference. To know the difference. I will come my back. if you work it, so work it. Thank everybody. I would like to thank you for listening to this episode of The Daily Reprieve, the best source for experience, strength, and hope for SA members. Please subscribe to this podcast to be alerted of new episodes. Please show your support by donating to The Daily Reprieve by going to donate.thedailyreprieve.com and choosing either monthly donations or a one-time donation by clicking Donate Now. Thank you for listening and stay tuned for the next episode of The Daily Reprieve.